Welcome to the Collect Your Bling mini podcast series. The mini podcast series meant to educate and inspire runners while they're on the run with Serena Marie, RD, registered dietitian, running coach, and body image coach. I'm excited to help you rock your runner's bling. Nothing feels better than being part of a team. Whether you're a member of your local running club, your bestie and you are a dynamic duo, your life partner and you are partners in crime, or you just have golden memories of being a member of your school sports team or a chess club, being a part of a team is fun. It's motivating and it's uplifting, which is why I want to stop you right there and point out that there's a certain someone dying to be your teammate. It's your body. She has been waiting for you her entire life to work with her instead of trying to manipulate her. Maybe you're sitting there thinking and you're like, "Uh, Serena, I don't manipulate my body. Maybe you would even go as far as to say you're really health conscious and you take pretty dang good care of your body. And I want to acknowledge that you probably do a lot of things to take good care of yourself, but that treating your body like a teammate means that you will trust her, your body, when she tells you that she is hungry. And you will feed her with enough food to feel satisfied. Are you doing that? Treating your body like a teammate means that you prioritize fueling and exercising in a way that helps you feel energized and refreshed rather than burnt out or run ragged. Are you doing that? Treating your body like a teammate means that you don't punish your body if she looks bloated or bigger by restricting food or exercising more. Are you doing that one? And treating your body like a teammate means that you allow her to rest when she's tired. How about that one? Because what happens when your teammate has all the resources she needs to succeed? You succeed. Your runs will feel easier You'll have less anxiety. You'll have more energy. When she wins, when your body wins, you win. So before we start working on rebuilding body trust, I want you to write write this down. You just collected your next letter for your code words. You just collected the letter A. So jot that down. Next letter is letter A in your code word. Okay, so. I want to give you a super simple place to start if you need to rebuild trust with your body. Let's start with learning to listen to hunger cues. Let's be honest. It is super terrifying to go from following a structured eating plan with guidelines to just eating whatever. And like, even if your your eating plan right now is not super structured, you're just like trying to eat clean or like trying to not eat processed food, like any kind of um, rule or guideline you're following, it's important that it's not getting in the way of you honoring what your body needs. In Food Freedom Runner Academy, I share a four-question framework that you actually can use to start replacing diet rules or point counting or calorie counting or macro tracking. And I'm actually going to share one of those four questions with you today on this podcast. So the first question, it's really simple, but let's see how good of a job you do at following it, okay? I want you to start asking yourself, am I hungry? 
It seems simple, but if you're like the other food freedom runners who I know, at the beginning of your journey, that simple question can be overwhelming. For so long, you were probably taught to ignore your hunger, to just wait until you were so hungry you couldn't stand it before you finally allowed yourself to eat. Maybe you were taught to save up your calories. So even if you felt hungry, you would try and hold off until your next meal so you didn't quote unquote waste calories. Maybe you've been dieting for so long that you don't even feel hunger anymore. Your body is just running off of stress hormone, cortisol, which is not a good indication that you have a good relationship with your body. When you're learning to how to listen to hunger cues, it's important to time meals every three to four hours so that you never get to a place of being overly hungry. It's your job to start paying attention to what comfortable hunger feels like in your skin. In Food Freedom Runner Academy, you'll have the opportunity to take photos of your food and then reflect on your hunger and fullness and get feedback from me. But this is also a step you can take entirely on your own right now. In Food Freedom Runner Academy, we actually use a hunger scale where we start to rate hunger on a scale of zero to five. Five being I don't feel any hungry. Zero is you are beyond famished, starving. So you can use that tool to help you start tracking and paying attention to your own hunger. Let's think about how you feel hunger and experience hunger in your body. Do you feel hunger in your stomach? Do you feel it in your throat? Do you notice that you just simply start thinking about food? Do you notice that you're more easily distracted or irritable when you haven't eaten? Does your head start to ache or feel kind of dizzy or fuzzy? Do you just feel low energy or do you just feel sad? I notice I actually get sad, which is weird. But the way I learned how to hear what my body, my teammate was telling me was by listening And making the association that sometimes when I felt sad and I couldn't put my finger on why, it was because I hadn't eaten enough or I hadn't eaten in a while. When you start paying attention, you may notice that eating more regularly prevents you from getting to that place of -of out-of-control hunger. You may notice that even though you usually didn't feel hunger pangs, now you feel more focused and energized. This is you building a relationship with your body, your teammates. In Food Freedom Runner Academy, we talk about the importance of understanding brain science or neuroscience because it is the key to making healthy habits stick long-term. Neuroscience is the study of the nervous system, which plays a major role in our thoughts and our actions around food. Why? Because eating is a mechanism for survival. And when you undereat or resist your cravings, your brain chemistry is affected. By understanding how nutrition choices affect your brain chemistry, you're better able to set up habits that are easy to stick to. Honestly, it's impossible to stick to healthy eating for a lifetime unless you understand how the brain works. The reason eating on a schedule of every three to four hours throughout the day helps you to reconnect with your physical body is because it takes you out of stress mode or fight or flight mode. When you exercise on an empty belly or go four plus hours without eating, your primitive brain starts to kick in. So I actually want you to pause right now. And if you can put one of your hands on the back of your neck and the other hand on the top of your head, 
the hand on the top of your head, this is kind of your, your more evolved human brain, your prefrontal cortex. While the hand that is on the back of your neck, that's your more primitive brain. We want that primitive brain to be quiet and we want you to stay in that highly evolved prefrontal cortex brain. Your primitive brain can actually sense when you're overly hungry and it actually turns on like the alarm bells. It kind of shuts off the prefrontal cortex, the evolved brain, and it takes over. So it doesn't care about how eating a certain food is going to make you feel. It doesn't care if, you know, whenever I eat too much of this, I get sick or I get bloated or I feel uncomfortable. It doesn't care about your digestion or your energy. The primitive brain just cares about getting food. The prefrontal cortex has the ability to pay attention to how food affects how you feel, your digestion, your energy. That's why we want to stay in that highly evolved prefrontal cortex. And the way we do that is by eating regularly so that we don't get into that emergency mode. When you're thinking with your prefrontal cortex, you have the ability to reflect on how food choices make you feel. That's what you want. So choose foods that make you feel comfortable in your skin, make you feel strong on your runs, make you energetically bump in. So when I was in your shoes, I did not trust myself. I was terrified. I did not trust my body. My body was not my teammate. I was terrified that I would eat too much during the day because I started noticing a pattern that every night when I was home alone and everyone else was asleep, I would go nuts around food. I would eat way too much and I would make myself feel sick. I took this as a sign that when left to my own devices, that I would overeat. My body was addicted to sugar. It was addicted to food. And I could not trust her. I didn't trust my body to tell me what she was craving. I tried to outthink my own biology. And it led to years of overeating, being uncomfortably bloated, and having crashing blood sugar that would make me dizzy and spacey all day long. Becoming your body's best friend is simple. The first question you simply have to ask yourself is, am I hungry? And then honor that hunger when you feel it. Now, simple doesn't necessarily mean easy, but geez, Louise, when has that ever stopped you in the past? You're a runner, for gosh sake. I know you can do hard things.